Hey, you stopped from the Five Yard Rush podcast and you're listening to the Ballers Dynasty podcast. You're either here because you're in the league or you just got lost. Ballers, ballers, ballers. This is the week five review show of the Ballers Dynasty League. Pitsy is away for personal reasons and I'm able to make this show, so I'll be taking on the podcast reins in his place. Woohoo! Uh, after a two-week vacation from the show, I've got Statman Rob back with me. How's it going, Ben? Uh, yeah, going, going really well. Thank you very much for having me back. I feel like I uh, it was less that I earned the place and more that uh, you just needed someone to fill the gap now. But that's okay. Um, <laughs> You're an important piece of the puzzle, mate. Don't you worry. Oh yeah, yeah. One one piece goes out. I come in easy peasy. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, just really buzzing out about how much football we had on the Sunday. It was incredible, wasn't it? Half two till midnight. Oof, just watching all of it. So good, so good. Uh, yeah. My wife and my my mother I had my mother around this weekend. I don't think they appreciated it, but <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I got I a bit like called rude on numerous occasions. Oh. Well, it's Sunday night, isn't it? Sunday night's football night for us, you know? Um, that's, that's, how we, that's how we roll. Especially like Charge as well, being in the late game. You know, to be honest, I was I was struggling getting to the fourth quarter of that late game. I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure if I can make it. But you did, mate, you did. Oh, mate, that game was intense. That was intense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, even though we're a baller down this week, should we continue the tradition of the highlight of the week? I guess, I guess it's my beat. I guess it's my job to drop a beat. On then, Rob, start us off, mate. Uh, so I'm gonna kind of go in the same vein of what Pitts does. I'm gonna do a highlight and then I'm also gonna do a low light as well. Um, my highlight this week is that the London games are back, baby. Yeah, the London games it's are so back, good. So good. yeah. It was, you know, I think a lot of people here have been waiting for so long for those to come back, and you know, unfortunately, you know, the group didn't manage to go down this year, um, which was you know a shame. I mean, the, the teams on offer weren't great, were they, Susie? Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, one you know next year, I think there's a good chance for us to go back. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Let's say I uh, would have loved to go back this year, but um, just I think with the two, I just thought we would struggle to get tickets, and there seemed to be a massive, you know, ball ache almost with people on all the NFL chats with tickets and stuff. Mm. And as you say, there's just none of the teams you really fancied watching, to be honest. Yeah, and it's just a bit of a risk with like COVID as well, and. Not wanting to, you know, catch anything and bring it back, especially to a to a pregnant partner. Partner, exactly, mm. exactly, mate, exactly. Uh, that could actually be the first time that the any listeners have heard that. Anyway, so there's there's a bit of breaking news for people who haven't heard it. <laughs> surprise, surprise! Congratulations, mate, all around from the yeah. ballers community far and wide, Singapore to Brazil and all the rest <laughs> beyond. <laughs> uh, that's not the low light. Uh, the low light is how. <laughs> Terrible the kickers were this week. They were absolutely awful. And uh, it continued last night with Blankenship. But I think the Bengals and Packers game really summed it up. You know, rookie Evan McPherson, Mason Crosby, you know, seasoned veteran, both missing massive kicks, you know. And it didn't just seem to be that game. As I said, it's it seems to be all across the NFL. 
So 13 PATs missed in total over the over the weekend. That's yeah, crazy. Huge. Crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. Um, what about you? Yeah, the, well, that Packers game as well was just but oh, are they gonna win? No, they don't want to. Do they want to? No, they don't want to. Someone gonna win someone gonna win this game. <laughs> Come on, we don't want to watch overtime. Someone yeah. kick it over. <laughs> you take it. We want us, we want an earlier pick. You take it. <laughs> um my highlight, well, I know I'm probably biased here, but that charges uh Browns game was absolutely incredible especially as a Chargers fan you know my whole life as a Chargers fan when it comes to those situations I expect us to do something stupid and throw away a lead and lose or turn the ball over but I just got a different feeling this year and that oh man that fourth quarter Herbert threw like 200 yards Eckler scored like three touchdowns oh mate it was insane what a game what a finish yeah yeah and I'm right in thinking that that was a record-breaking game yeah, so most points scored, um, like it's what what was the stat that I read? Something about the Browns, a team being up forty points and having no turnovers. I think the results are like four hundred and two to zero. Well, now they're four hundred and two to one because the charges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, it was, that was definitely my highlight. Yeah, Staley's making a massive difference to you. I've got to say, like the Rams' loss is definitely the Chargers' gain, um, and it's. You know, it's going really well. You know, you've got Lombardi working with Herbert. You know, Joe, is it Joe Lombardi who's who was yeah, working yeah, with Breeze? Yeah. Doing wonders and like just continuing, you know, the, the rookie of the year uh, season into his second one. Um, yeah. yeah. All people thought he was going to hit that sophomore slump, didn't he? And uh, he's just got a cannon. Some of stuff like that. One, I don't know if you saw that one throw he threw on the run to Keenan Allen over a defender. Oh, man, it was incredible. Yeah, definitely what you need. Uh, what about do you have a low light? Besides not going to the game, no, not really. Um, yeah. Same with you. The kickers need to sort their life out. Chargers need a new kicker, personally. So I, I, yeah. I know the feeling. Oh yeah. Come on then, let's get into it then, Rob. Who you got first, mate? So first up, uh, we have the battle between two early contenders, both on three and one. The fresh princes of Hilaire and the Finn Supers clash to determine who could make early headway over some of the leading field. Ultimately, this battle was won by the running backs, and I think you had said it last week in the preview. The sheer force of the Finn Supers ground game was too much for the Princes, and Dan crowns himself king of this matchup, 313 to 279. Yeah, pretty close in the end, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah, considering. Um, so, big things in that one was, obviously, Dan, he's got that T-code, as in we talked about, Patterson that slots into the wide receiver. That's pretty much a hybrid. Um, oh, yeah. And then he has Hubbard, whereas Simon had CMC. So that was another gain in his favour. Mark Patson, Fournette, Robinson, just to name a few, mate, to be honest, all, all doing really well. Yeah. And then on the other side of the ball, CEH as well is just a bit of a letdown for the, for, you know, for the team's namesakes as well, you know, letting down the team he's named for and um, scoring only 11.4 points in a game where the Chiefs, you know, had to play from behind the whole game. That was I imagine very unusual for them and to not really get anything out from CH was, was a bit of a disaster. And now he's gone on IR as well. So that's even worse for, for Simon. Yeah. Worse for Simon, better for me. Cause I've got, I've got the backup for once. Uh, Ooh, is that, is that um, Darrell or McKinnon? I had, I had, I had both, but I let McKinnon go earlier in the season. Um, I'm tired of holding sweet nothings for him <laughs> and him scoring. Nothing. And plus it's this since what's his name? Hunt's left the you know the Chiefs 
backfield, it's hard to trust the Chiefs runner at the minute because they're just bloody yeah. slow. Um, and with the defense they've got letting in points against all the teams, it's just hard to trust their run game, isn't it? Definitely. Well, I, th- I think the, the pass game is getting figured out now, so they're going to have to do something different. And you never know, like, Darrell Williams could, could be the answer. He was looking quite decent in some of the plays he made. Um, so you never know, you could be out, actually coming out with a, a running back that you've been looking for now, which yeah. is which is good. Um, for Simon, though, Alan Robinson, Randall Cobb also let him down as well. You know, didn't do him any favours. I think the wide receivers all round just left both teams down, didn't they? Obviously, besides Patterson, mm. running back, wide receiver. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, all around let down. Uh, obviously, Simon takes a small bit of pride getting Josh Allen's new deep deck, Dawson Knox, darling Dawson Knox. Where's he come from? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I thought he, he was going to be under a bit of pressure this year. Like, I, you know, Jacob Hollister came in and it, it, like they had similar performances last year. And I was like, OK, you know, they've got Emmanuel Sanders now. They've still got Cole Beasley. They've got Gabe Davis. They've got Stefan Diggs. And, you know, I didn't really factor in any kind of performance for Dawson Knox, but... Uh, Knox has seemed to take in a lot of the plays from Beasley, from Davis, yeah, and and to an extent from uh, from Diggs as well. Like I think Sanders is actually doing really well in this offense, and yeah, unfo- unfortunately, it's affecting other players. But Knox seems to be the guy at the moment. Good for him. Yeah, Sanders, Sanders is a great player, and I'm I'm the same as you. I don't think Knox was going to be anyway because Hollis is a decent tight end, and I've actually dropped Knox in a league or two before mm. it all kicked off. And obviously, he just seems to be Josh's go-to man when the deep balls and it's quite quite challenging to tackle, and he scores uh, loads of touchdowns, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Um, he scored quite a few in the reds last year. He just seems to be getting the ball from further out this year, which is which is great for him, great for fantasy owners or fantasy players who play him. Um, yeah, and Hollister's now at the Jaguars, so you know, <laughs> yeah, Knox, Knox has done his business. Oh, so that obviously takes down onto four and one, while Simon slips to three and two. Mm-hmm. Um, so who have you got? Who have you got next? So it's a fresh start for Susie. Has seen her side pick up some tasty pieces in the offseason. And her number one overall pick in the rookie draft scored a hatful to help the, the Father Chief smash Thacker and the Generals in the privates. <laughs> <laughs> the final score, 3-4-5 to, and would you believe it, this is Susie's fourth game in a row scoring over 300. How much, I think, how much did Thacker get in the end? I yeah, know. I think he was looking to gain some more points. I don't think he was anywhere... He was anywhere near getting the victory. Like Susie had pretty much plowed ahead in this game. And that's probably why I put the dots because it was like, it's a, uh, it's not really relevant. <laughs> but yeah. have a quick, have a quick check. Um, yeah. Susie is looking like a serious threat to the standings this year. And, and you know, Najee played a huge role once again, uh, as he has done for the last few games, but he was only the third highest scorer in this team. Like Alvin Kamara, 53 points, Justin Herbert, 89 points. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think? Do you think Herbert can continue his rookie season with potentially MVP this year? Well, if he carries on, it's gonna it looks like it's gonna be between him and Allen currently. Well, obviously mm. Jackson put in a show last night, but um we just lost a major part to our new revamped offensive line. And obviously you've seen how much that's helped him and the Chargers in general. Um it's whether we can plug that hole and keep it plugged. But yeah, just say so just been going from strength to strength, really. So it'd be interesting, be an interesting watch. It certainly will. Uh, I just had a check of Thacker's score, it was 258.1. So, a 
nearly a hundred point game. Yeah. For for Susie there. Proper smash right in the privates that was. Oh, definitely. Uh, nice, <laughs> nice. Maybe I'll have to change his name to the to the privates, the delicate privates. Um, Pollard as well, Tony Pollard. Like that's something that uh, I tried to try and get Pollard out of Susie's hands earlier on this year in the off season, and she had she was having none of it because she was probably expecting this role that he's got, and he's such a good contributor in that flex spot now. He's he's definitely undroppable at the moment. His um his role has definitely increased this year, hasn't it? And he's a he's a deadly like change the sort of pace running to Z, but just as deadly, I would say. Yeah. 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 Thakasai looks uh, very patchy at the moment, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. And he, I suppose this week didn't help either. Yeah. Um, obviously, Russ's injury early on, uh, I feel your pain, Thaka, on this because I got him in a, another league as well. Mm. Almost cost me, but lucky to pull one up. Uh, low floor, high upside on players like Raymond and Felton in particular, who just didn't produce. Um Tony Schultz, Henry obviously scored well. Great week for Tony. Um, had a really good game for the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Henry's Henry. What can you say? <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but obviously in this league, you need everyone to do well, especially against a side like Susie's. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but despite Susie's high scoring matches, uh, this week's victory is only good enough to move her up to three and two, while Thacker moves to two and three. Yeah, wild that. Like, considering... That it's just been a consistent output from the Pfizer Chiefs. It's uh, it just just shows how competitive this league is, isn't it? Like only three wins from having those games. Yeah, well, it's... I'm glad I actually paid her quite early on. To be fair, because uh, she seems to definitely be on a roll. Yeah, it's on the up. It's on the up for it. So uh, moving on, and Pitty's game is next. So how did the strong side Cornbread fare against the Gotham City Rogues, Roberto? Well, it's the same old story that it's been for the Rogues this season. Um, some players turned up and and some didn't. Uh, another mixed bag of results for him. And sadly, it wasn't enough for Ollie. And he went down to Pitsy's team of backups. Alexander Matheson uh, actually was a bit of a surprise start for, for me. I I, did, I expected Cook to, to at least be be there or have some role, but yeah, he was just ruled out completely. So Matheson got a, a nice healthy 55 uh, points, which was a good portion of the Cornbread's final score. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a, it, it wasn't a walkover to be honest. Like uh, I know this is, might come as a surprise to some, but Ollie was only 10 points away from actually scoring more than two of the teams this week. So he was, which is really good. He was in there. He was around there. Yeah. Uh, but sadly the score ended up 371 to 248. So a really yeah. strong game for Pitsy. And I think that comes down to consistency here. Like plenty of Pitsy's players scored over 20 points. And, you know, that consistency does help when you're playing an inconsistent team. And that includes the Williams triplets in the running back position. So um, Pitsy's done really well at overshooting his prediction this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think where he's gained, obviously, is where... RB1s have gone down and he's had all the RB2s for those teams. So now, which gives him a lot of RB1s. And obviously, we all saw Jackson last night. He went absolutely bonkers. Absolutely bonkers, um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that literally pushed him over the edge and made it look like a proper cream in, in the end. But it was really close, as you said, uh, for a second. Mm. Um, and obviously, a lot of games stayed relatively close, which means a few... Teams didn't air it out as much as they should have done. The Philly players or struggling quarterbacks, um, Davis in particular, uh, just really hurt Ollie. Yeah, that, that 
I I know that Carolina's defense are, are quite uh, tough at the moment, uh, and it was actually the run game that really hurt him this time around. But yeah, they they, they really kept hurts under wraps, and you know players like Rager. Gainwell, he's got Gainwell in there as well, hasn't he? Who who was yeah, quite yeah, a yeah. good pass catching back at the moment. Yeah, he struggled, and then yeah, Zach Wilson just did not perform in the first half in London, and you know as a result, a lot of the Jets players struggled there. Um, speak it, speak it like we're just talking about um, tight ends because we've had a few tight ends who just haven't seemed to fit the billing this year. So I'm thinking about like T.J. Hawkinson has really struggled uh, at Detroit. Darren Waller's getting shares, but he's not getting the receptions. And like even even Kelsey's looking a little bit vulnerable. Like he's looking like he's immortal at the moment. Like uh, it's quite surprising, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely strange. Obviously, we've talked in length about how, what was that, the word strange or how, I don't know what the word I want to use, but it's just a weird position, isn't it, really? Um, and it's a position you say Kelsey's really dominated and Waller dominated last year and Hawk did really well. But obviously, Hawk's got a new QB this year. And if you look at the past with Goff at the Rams, didn't really use his tight ends that much. So um, I'm not surprised about Hawk. Waller, I'm a bit surprised about, but the Rams uh, got a lot going on behind the scenes at the minute, haven't they? So Yeah, yeah. A lot of tumultuous things going on. You know, Gruden has gone from the Raiders. As well, yeah. like rightly so, in my opinion. Definitely, no, definitely, without a doubt. Um, and, and also, you never know, like him, him leaving might might be a, a really good thing, not just for you know the reputation of the franchise and like also for the how the, the players play as well. Yeah, definitely, and you've got a couple of players stepping up a bit more than they did last year, didn't they? So Ruggs mm-hmm. has come more into the picture. Renfro's pretty decent. Um, so there are people there, obviously, you know, uh, Carl's got a bit more weapons. Yeah. So that, you can't, I don't think we can count out either of those because I'm sure they'll make the comeback at some point. They're just too good not to. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what, what does that mean about the standings now? So uh, obviously it keeps Ollie on the bottom at 0-5 and, and Pitsy moves up to 3-2 and two for the year. It's on a good little run, Pitsy. We need to keep an eye on him. Yeah. Um, so now we're coming to our games. So do you want to cover mine first? We'll do mine first, Tomo. Cool, no problem. Um, so as we heard last week, uh, Stocks was on the verge of a fire, fire, fire sale if his team didn't pull out the win this week. Oh, so close. I already had my eye on a few players. Uh, <laughs> and it came close. Um, it came close in this one. Um, this is a match against All About the Mooney. Both quarter, quarter pops popped off over 75 apiece. Some huge wide receiver scores. And heading into Monday night, Stocks had a nine-point advantage with Mark Andrews and Justin Tucker to play. And on the other side of the ball, Roberto had Jonathan Taylor fighting for the catch-up. Wowzers. Um, mm-hmm. Too big. Oh, and in the end, oh, man. Yeah. Well, well, I was I was nervous because, obviously, Andrews had a big game. Taylor had a big game. So what, what was the final score, Rob? It was 354. To 334. Oh. Yeah. So, like, Andrew's massive deciding factor here, 62 points. Uh, Like, Taylor ended up with, like, over 50 points, but Andrew's just needed that massive game. Tucker got two points in the end. Like, he he was a non-factor. 
yeah, that pulled him over the line. That was the highest tight end score of the week. Yeah, yeah, definitely was. And it was just weird to see Jackson throw for that many yards, to be fair. Mm. Um, I had a watch of the highlights this morning and I was like, there's no way they should have won that game, the Ravens. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I had to watch them again. I only watched the short version. I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Blankenship should have won it for the Colts, but I was like, I don't understand how you let the Raiders back in this game. Um, but obviously, Stocks had a couple of injuries, uh, Golladay mm-hmm. and Barkley. Barkley could be a big one. Um, I reckon it could be, yeah. Yeah, um, and obviously countered by Bray, Beasley, Mooney, uh, the JD, JD McKissick no-shows as well. Yeah, tough. Uh, tail, tail for both sides here. Um, just, it was nice It was nice to compete this week, like a big score. I think I would have beaten four of the other teams, five, five of the other teams. Five of the other teams, all right. Yeah, so we've got like the fifth highest score. Um, you can take that. You'll take fifth highest yeah. score, do we? Um, I just wish it wasn't like juggling plates, though. Like, you get, I get one side right, like Pitts does, you know, goes off, Woods goes off after they had a few measly weeks. And then it's like, oh, Cole Beasley has got like three <laughs> points. Darnell Mooney, <laughs> who I didn't put in last week, has now got three points. Cameron Brait, who should be taking over for Gronk, has now got four points. McKissick has two points. <laughs> just can't win. I can't win. How, um, I'm pleased that Marlon Mack seems to be getting a bit more game time, so that could be good. Promising for a trade. I just want yeah, to see where he ends up. There's a lot of talk about him going to the Chiefs, isn't there? Yeah. So if he if he if he goes there, whew, I can expect a, a good seven points every week there. You know, it's going to be yeah. a two <laughs> reception. Yeah, decent. I hope not because uh, I've got the running back. Um, so yeah, that obviously puts you at two and three, and Stocks at one and four. Mm. Uh, and with that, we uh, obviously Stocks got his first game, so no fire sale, guys. Um, but we also move on to the final game of the week. What happened there, Roberto? So this is yours, um, Rex City Thunder, and the match against Rolling with Mahomes. Another set of three and one teams fighting to see who can join Dan on four and one at the top. And in the end, the win was emphatic for. Rex City Thunder, who rolled over the Mahomes by over 100 points. Uh, the final score, 382. Well, 383, we'll say. Not point not three in it. To 254. Uh, and again, like, comes down to some huge performances from your wide receivers. We're looking at Devontae Adams. We're looking at DK Metcalf. Justin Jefferson. But then you've also got Patrick Mahomes and Nick Chubb as well. You know, really good um, results for, for basically it was the top five of your team in in, hmm. in the picture, just unbelievable. No, um, I quite enjoyed that because it's against Mark, so we've got a personal <laughs> rivalry going on there as well. And I played him in another league as well and beat him in that, so that was good. Um, but yeah, obviously the difference between those wide scorers scores is immense. So Rugs and Moore combined scored less than Metcalf, Oof. which is also yeah, which is also weird because last week when I needed them to perform. The big dogs didn't, and obviously mm. this week they did. So it's fantasy football for you, isn't it? Yeah, I just seem to hear a lot of a lot of um, fantasy players who have got either Metcalf or Lockett, and they're like, oh, they're just Lockett's great, and then the next week's like, oh, Lockett was so bad, and then it's like the other way around. Like one week it's oh, Metcalf's great, and it's next week's like, oh, Metcalf's so bad. It's like it's, it's, <laughs> what, it's what you're gonna get like between the two of them. It's just gonna go backwards and forwards. Um, I think Wilson being out is. Definitely going to hurt this. Right. But Gino actually looked really good in the game. 
like he looked he looked like he was comfortable with you know movements he was giving like calls um you know he seemed very assured behind the line which i think could be quite promising but i, I think it's a bit of a drop down from wilson i think it yeah. would be you never know stars are born this way aren't they so um, oh yeah i know gene has been around he's been at the charges as well he's been around a bit but it, if you look at his stats from the game after Wilson went off, they're pretty decent, as you said. Um, I also left two massive scoring wide receivers on the bench um, because when I put them in the team, they don't score. Yeah. And if you leave them on the bench, they score, what, 98 points between them? Oof. Big Mike. So, yeah. Big Mike and Antonio Brown. Uh, so had I played them, obviously take away, probably would have been 60 points on the score I had. So, Damn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's just, you know, they don't like to score when they're in the starting lineup. Mm. And then I think you've also got Noah Fant as well. He was a big letdown compared to Kelsey. No, I think he's just finding it really difficult with all the changing quarterbacks at the moment. And yep. because they've <clears> lost like, it must have, I think it's like the last count, it's like 11 stars. You know, yeah, and when like Fant's your, one of your last remaining key pieces, he's just going to get all the coverage, isn't he? Which is why yeah. they end up passing to Kendall Hinton to score the touchdowns. You know, it's it's just the way it goes. They rather who's the they've got a tight end with a funny name, it's hard to pronounce. Is he oh, injured? Him. That's the one, yeah. Is, no, is he think, injured? I don't think so. I think he's, he's still, still about. Yeah. I think he's still there. Um, but he's just not playing ahead of fan. I think I, yeah. I don't think they're they're playing two tight end sets at the moment. <laughs> um, um, and obviously his flex players let him down a little bit as well. Um, yeah. Just I just had a big game to be fair. Um, I know it's not the highest score of the season, but it's up there. Um, you just it's one of those weeks when all your players seem to do well. Definitely. Right. Um, as as normal, we will finish off with your beautiful player players of the week. Your beautiful. Cool. Um, so, um, interesting fact, right? So the highest scoring quarterbacks were Jackson on one hundred and three points. Uh, Statman Rob or Commissioner Pitts, can we get a? Stat check if that's the highest score by a quarterback in this league at some just point. 103. I'm just going to write this down. I'm going to pick my piece of paper. 103. Um, and then obviously Herbert came in second with 90 and Brady um, third with 83. But if you look at a standard scoring league, Herbert was actually the highest scoring quarterback. Hmm. I like how I like how our leagues uh, vary like that. Yeah. Uh, high scoring running back, Henry. Second place was Madison on 55, and mm-hmm. then third place, Taylor. Uh, and then you have Adams, Williams, and Marquise Brown, I think. Yeah, because he got two touchdowns last night, didn't he? Yeah. He, yeah. he, he had a massive game. Caught the ball, which was good. Mm. Uh, High-scoring tight end, uh, Andrews, 62 yep. points. Maybe Andrews. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Joku, who's on the waivers. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Pitts. 42 finally lived up to his name. Um, mm. But I was looking at that. I was looking at the Falcons receiving cause. So Tarzay Sharp is your wide receiver one or your wide receiver two. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you know, you've got issues. <sighs> and uh, yeah. for you, for you, Thacker, Greg the leg, 19 points kicking for Dallas. Nice. Yeah. They had a good game. Good really game. Good in those game. Side of, that's something, probably one of the only kickers that did, if I'm honest. Yeah, um, break the leg. Uh, oh, no, let's not give more. That's not, I'm only mentioning one kicker today. He's about the only one that deserves to be mentioned. <laughs> um, defense got Philly scoring 45. The Panthers are, you know, keeping up there and the Bills. 
So here we move on to the highest scoring non-starters. <gasps> so Matty Ryan scored a nice 63 points in London. Mm-hmm. Pitsy, Gaskin sat on Dan's bench. That uh, was 47, so that's an, another running back he didn't start. Obviously, Big Mike was on my bench. Uh, you left uh, Ricky Seal-Jones. But yeah, he, was a, the, he was the highest scoring... That's it's ridiculous, isn't it? Non, highest non-starting scoring tight end, but <laughs> you only scored 16 points. Was... <laughs> <laughs> but here wow. we go. So the, the highest non-scoring kicker, Joseph, on my team, scored mm-hmm. 18 points. <laughs> so he scored higher than Ricky Seal-Jones. <laughs> crazy. Then, the highest scoring well, non-starting D was the Panthers. So who did you start in your defense this week? I started the Bears. Against Raiders, which I thought was a good move. Yeah, yeah I, 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 and and to be honest, like the 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 Eagles kind of did what I expected them to do. I just didn't expect the Panthers to get as many turnovers. So <laughs> you know, yeah, the process was good. The results were terrible. Yep, 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 yep. So mm. all round good week. Yes. Um, Panthers. What's happened to the Panthers, Roberto? Oh, I expect I expected this to happen. Uh, I was expecting us to be five and one after six games. So if we're four and two, kind of close. Um, I think that's the extent of our wins, though, unless we, unless we, unless Donald can target a second read. I think that's uh, going to be something that we'll need to, we'll need to iron out. Um, last three games of the season, though, Bucks, Saints, Bucks, I think. So Ouch. that'll be yeah, the make or game. break of the big playoffs. Game. That. I don't think Saints are the team to be feared they were with Breeze, were they? Um, still decent, but not, not. they don't have that fear factor anymore. Um, well, he's, they've, got, they've got the unpredictability factor with, with Winston. Like, is he going to yeah. throw a pick? Is he going to throw a touchdown? Who knows? Is he throwing for 500 yards or is he giving away three touchdowns, uh, yeah, giving away exactly. three pick sixes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? We'll um, roll the dice. To be fair, I think the Panthers started better than I thought they would. So, um, mm. as in, like, they've got some wins with some big teams I didn't expect them to win. So, yeah, um, but a good, good looking young team, though, I think. Yeah, and then Chargers looking like they could, well, touch wood, take the uh, take the, the division. So, oh, yeah, let's not, we'll uh, just see how we get on. We've got a big game coming up this weekend. Um, mm. but yeah, we'll see how we get on. Uh, so yeah, well, thanks for joining me, Rob, and uh, thanks for Pitsy. I hope all's well down south. Yeah, um, and yeah, on to our first buys next week the Jets, the Falcons, the Saints, and the Niners. So obviously make sure you're checking your lineups, obviously, unless you're facing me and Rob. Yeah, nice. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Until next time. Until next time, balls it up.